Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse, and what a show we have for you today! We have a very informative segment coming up, and I want to thank our guests for coming on and taking the time to talk with us. Those guests are from two chapters of CMA, and we go in-depth into the Christian motorcycle ministries in the scene. But first, I wanted to make sure we put out some information regarding the Beast MG. As many as you know, we did a piece on them, and if you're not familiar with the Beast MG, or haven't seen the piece yet, the Beast MG are in the Houston area. Members of the Beast MG were caught on camera beating a member of the Risen Dead MC. This video was seen on nationwide news and the uproar over it, not only in the civilian community, but also the biker community has been immense. In the video, you will see what amounts to a mob attacking two people. One being a member of the MC, the other a friend of his coming to his aid. I've come out expressing the view that it was a punk move. And believe it still to this day. What happened in that video to those two people were not indicative of what being a member of a motorcycle club is all about. What happened in that video is nothing more than an act of a bunch of cowards who needed to have numerous people in order to take care of these two people. Not only was it a cowardly act, it was an act that will contribute to not only citizens in the viewpoint, motorcycle clubs are nothing more than gangs, but also the viewpoint from independence that clubs are nothing more than an artifact of the biker scene. These types of acts are turning off those in the motorcycle club scene 
that they need on their side if they want to ever make inroads against motorcycle club profiling. I know. Many club members will say, screw what others think of us. But I have to disagree with that viewpoint. The internet and an influx of more people in the lifestyle have made members of motorcycle clubs a minority. In the end, it really does matter what people think about motorcycle clubs. Especially if you all are to back Leo and the practices they are now employing against clubs. One of the many questions I've been asked after that piece that I did is where is the dominant club in all that? You're always preaching this motorcycle club protocol crap. So again, where is the dominant club and why is this being allowed? Honestly, people, I have no idea. First off, I just report and talk about experiences I had in the past. The way it used to be is honestly not the way it is today, I guess. I do not know. I do. I know, you know what? I know when I was in a club, the dominance would have never let something like this happen because they knew the damage it would do and the heat it would bring. Am I surprised at all this? You're damn right. It's something I personally am not used to seeing and something that, quite honestly, has been weighing on my mind recently. Many people write in asking me why I'm no longer a part of an MC. Health issues aside, I don't think I could ever bring myself to join any club in this environment. By environment, I mean everything I once knew is no longer. Sure. People talk about honor, loyalty, and all that good stuff. But while reporting for Insane Throttle, I've seen nothing but the opposite. Brother turning against brother. And a scene which no longer enforces the protocol a few of us creators talk about. If it was enforced, you wouldn't see stuff like you did in that video. That's the times, though. I guess uh, an evolution has taken place. It may be a good thing or a bad thing for the scene. One thing I know for sure, it's something I'll never be a part of. I say that with a heavy heart, trust me. But one thing I've always done is try to be open and honest with people. But again, everyone knows I lean more towards street crews than I do motorcycle clubs. Those are something I believe in more than clubs. Maybe because those in the street crews grew up together in a neighborhood and go through a hell of a lot more than members of clubs. Or maybe, like one of the fans of the show said, we always stay with something we know. 
Either way, we are in a whole new world, folks. Especially when things like this happen for the nation to see on the 5 o'clock news in a video. And no, folks, I don't know why the dominant isn't taking care of this. And actually, it's none of anyone's business why. So stop asking me about it. With that said, I was able to have a conversation at length with a representative from the Beast. As everyone knows, I like to put out both sides of the story in order for you, the listener, can make up your own mind. The person I talked to didn't want to come on the show, but wanted to make sure that the beasts were able to put out their side of the story. First, when it comes to the MG, it is the beast's contention it does not stand for motorcycle gang, but rather motorcycle group. They even showed me a member shirt and support shirts with the full word motorcycle group on them. This according to them so law enforcement wouldn't harass them. I felt this was important to put out right away because it's important to the scene that the public don't get big, imag bag, uh, big imaginations and run with it. Secondly, the dominant gave this group their blessing according to the person I talked to. It wasn't until a few months ago that they had a falling out with their dominant and decided to do their own thing. Another point to put out there, they were in fact a part of the Confederation of Clubs in the Houston area. Again, I want to stress that I have not confirmed any of this. This is just what I was told by the representative of the club. Another thing, they wanted me to get out. Incident in the video is something they also believe shouldn't have happened. They believe the incident should have been handled in a totally different way. Something I agree with and totally, and I expressed my views as well. It was a punk move and something that put all the hard work of fighting against motorcycle profiling at risk. I wasn't shy about it. He also talked about the fallout from their dominant club. Something I will not go into detail about here on this show because it's club politics. One thing I did reiterate though and we'll do it here on the show, is I believe and always will believe in the survival of the fittest. This is something I always talk about when discussing protocol. If you or a group of individuals don't like protocol, but can back up that patch, more power to you. That's the way of the streets. And the way things are, I'll never fault anyone for fighting for what they think is right, no matter who it pisses off. 
Again, honesty is something that is the bedrock of this show, and contrary to what some people think, we do not believe in taking the sides of one club or another. Even if it is a dominant that is involved. Speaking of a dominant, just for a minute, just because dominants are popular or they're looked up to, that doesn't mean Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse will always fall on their side or back them up. Quite the uh, contrary. If the dominant does something and it affects the entire club scene, we won't hesitate report it, or call it out. Just because we believe in protocol or motorcycle club rights doesn't mean we support them 100%. We're never going to be a propaganda machine, and that's something that's never going to happen. To put it bluntly, dominance don't pay our bills. The fans and subscribers of Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse do. We are loyal to them and will always continue to put out the best we can in regards to facts and news affecting the biker scene. Back to the beast. They assured me that the incident in the video was taken care of on their end. What did they do to take care of it? None of our business. I actually really don't care if you want to know the truth. What I do know is it won't be you or I facing investigation or being profiled by Leo for some dumb shit. That's on them. I actually feel for some in the video because they are looking at some hefty sentences over that crap that could have been handled a lot different without getting caught on camera. Again, I'll bet you people will be rolling on each other when the law starts calling. They always do in this day and age. Anyways, this is what I was able to find out from the Beast and wanted to make sure to play it for a follow-up story. We welcome a representative a Motorcycle Madhouse if they wish to put out any further information. I also wanted to add that Insane Throttle is receiving emails, phone calls, and messages from a variety of clubs that the Beast are threatening them and their families for contacting Insane Throttle about issues regarding the Beast. I honestly hope this is not the case, because it would go against everything they told us, and besides that, it wouldn't be good for the scene to keep carrying on and people getting busted, or maybe worse, hurt. Is it all worth it, really? As always, if there is any developments on this story, we will let you know. Coming up. I got an interview. These guys were awesome. CMA was awesome. They, we did a lot of talking. 
We're going to talk about how the motorcycle ministries are helping out the motorcycle club scene, as well as giving bikers an image, the whole nine yards. It's a really good freaking uh, segment. Also, Monday, we have Judge on, and this was one of the most interesting interviews I have ever conducted. Judge is uh, one of the admins of Bikers and Brotherhoods, and I believe you're going to learn a whole bunch of stuff. This is basically the segment, Bikers Who Lived It. We're going to talk about Vietnam, JFK, the Cuban Missile Crisis, Agent Orange, how bikers in the 60s have given us the image that we see today. It is a fantastic interview, and that's coming up on Monday. But first, let's take a quick identification uh, break, and uh, we'll come right back with the CMA interview. You're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse on iTunes, and all major podcasting platforms. Your online radio. The new online radio that makes you happy. Even the other stations are tuned in, too. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! That's on the show. We got Derek and Kurt from uh, the CMA. As all you know, that is a Christian Motorcycle Association. And I actually got to meet Kurt outside of the St. Charles Swap. And, uh, yeah, he was out there talking to an old buddy of mine. Uh, and it was great uh, to meet you, uh, Kurt. Let everybody know who you guys uh, are and what chapters you are from. And we'll get on with the interview and have some fun. Okay. My name is Kurt Manson, and I'm the president of the Aurora chapter of CMA. And uh, our title or our name is uh, The Chairs for Christ. Okay. Here. Yeah, hi, my name is Derek Robinson. I'm out of the Palatine uh, CMA chapter called the Disciples of God. Rock and roll. Uh, CMA, I actually have uh, a card. I was a member of CMA way back, way back. And, uh, no kidding. It, yeah, it's a great organization, a lot of great people, doing a lot of the old man upstairs work, and they're out there at the rallies <laughs> all the time. And uh, doing a lot of good exactly. for the community. So tell me, guys, how CMA is today. I think when I was uh, involved with it, it was like in the early 90s. Oh, wow. Long time well, ago. It really, hasn't, yeah, it, it really hasn't changed its focus at all. I mean, the, the focus, you know, which, as you know, uh, Hollywood was that uh, it was started by a pastor and his son way back when, when he saw the need to, um, uh, when he was going around to all the biker rallies, and he saw the need uh, for God in, uh, in those rallies, or at least to be able to, you know, be there for people that have a need. And it really hasn't changed. Um, we've gone ahead and uh, established, you know, a worldwide focus now, um, you know, probably uh, with... Uh, uh, probably went ahead right around that time that you were in it. Uh, Hollywood was, they kind of went ahead and started uh, venturing off into a worldwide ministry versus, um, versus just a United States ministry. Mm -hmm. Rock on. Well, you know what? I believe in the old man upstairs. You know, it is right. awesome what uh, CMA does. I especially liked, especially back at that time was uh, the prison type of stuff. Cause I had a lot of friends in the joint 
And uh, right. the CMA had a lot of outreach to the prison uh, around the country. And that's one of the aspects I really liked about uh, CMA. Eric, you want to speak to that? Yeah, actually, uh, it's kind of neat because we actually go in with Bill Glass Ministries. And um, when I was single, we used to travel uh, to different locations across the United States. And um, as you mentioned, uh, CMA would go in with uh, uh, football players and, and basketball players, and uh, we would be able to ride our bikes into the prison yard. And uh, actually, Kurt and I are, will, will be going to the Racine, uh, Wisconsin jail, uh, our prison um, next month. And so we're looking forward. Uh, they're allowing uh, 10 bikes to go in, so we're riding our bikes right into the prison yard. But the awesome opportunities that we have when we, they see that regular people, people that they um, feel that they can connect with, um, get to talk to us about uh, God and questions that they might have. Uh, we need to pray with them, and we just look forward to just um, spending time with them and encouraging them and letting, letting them know that we love them and also God loves them. Rock and roll. Well, you know what? That's so true. Uh, everybody out there listening right now is probably like freaking out. Hollywood, are you kidding me? No, I'm like, uh, you know, the, <laughs> I, I, I'm like the old man's redheaded stepchild, man. I, I'm out there on the edge all the time on the show and stuff. But uh, let me tell you, uh, the things that uh, CMA does for the biker community and all Christian motorcycle clubs as a whole, exactly. it really brings some, how can I say it? It really brings some focus within the, the scene and it really brings a lot of people together. I know when I was down at uh, the Northern or the National Confederation of Clubs meeting, there was all kinds of Christian motorcycle clubs down there. They actually did a lot of prayers for me and stuff uh, with some incidences that uh -huh. happened to me. And, uh, you know, you really got to appreciate it. And what I like about it is the clubs have it, and especially the CMA, they come from all walks of life. You, you know, black, brown, whatever you your blood's red you bleed red and uh you're taken in and as well as whatever type of motorcycle you, you like but uh the big focus is on the man upstairs well that's exactly right and i think you know one of the big things is that uh you know kids and and motorcycle uh you know motorcyclists can spot a phony um and and that is one of the big things of, you know, when you go in and, and you got a long-haired guy that's 280 pounds and all tatted up and, and, uh, and he can speak, you know, their talk uh, and be able to, you know, um, connect with them. Um, and it, we're not there to, you know, hit people over the head with the Bible. Uh, we're basically there if you need us, uh, as our motto says. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, you know, I, when I met you outside at uh, St. Charles, I've seen you talking to one of, you know, he's a close friend of mine, a long, we go back right. decades and stuff. And I was like, yeah, good luck mm -hmm. with that one. But he's a real cool guy. Uh, what I do like about you is what you guys just said. You don't go over there and push it. Uh, one of the things that uh, I really like about CMA and the Christian clubs is, like you said, it does make them feel comfortable. Because me personally, I, you know, I used to be uh, going to church all the time and stuff like that. But the way they... I, 
personally, I call them hypocrites now. You know, I walk in yep. and all they do is stare at you or give you the cold shoulder mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's really what drives a lot of people away is when you go into somebody's, you know, I was hardcore uh, Catholic and uh, uh, Baptist on my dad's side. But uh, you walk into a, yeah. like a Catholic church, it's like, gosh, you see a damn, uh, you know, you're walking into Satan with all the tattoos and they're like, oh, you know, like you're going to steal their uh, purse or something. If you're looking for up-to-date biker news, then Insane Throttle is the place to be. Daily editorials and news that is dedicated to the biker scene. Come on over and join the number one internet biker news site at HarleyLiberty.com. Hi, this is John with Exit 27, and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to hear more of our music? Head on over to Spotify or iTunes. The number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Let's go. 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 Yeah, um, it's kind of interesting because... um Many of the churches that I go to now, uh, they're being beginning to open up to uh, more bikers. Mm-hmm. And so what we've been doing is park, parking our motorcycles right in front of the church. So on Sunday morning when somebody drives by and enjoying the beautiful weather, they see those motorcycles out there and they say, hey, there's other Christians that are there, um, there too. There's other bikers that are there too. And so um, some of these churches that uh, aren't accepting and not open with open arms, uh, they're not growing very much. And so uh, the church that I'm going to, in Emmanuel, um, actually in Gurney, um, that church has a recovery program. They have, uh, they have open arms, and um, it's really neat to be able to see um, how well they embrace bikers. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, don't, don't you don't you find it? You know, and that's one of the things that a lot of bikers, and I know I'll have a lot of comments uh, on this uh, episode. But how hypocritical these people are! And you know, bikers, some of the most loyalists out there. You know, some of the Christian clubs I've seen out there, they the real deal. You know, I wish more biker churches would open up. Well, and they are too, Hollywood. I mean, it, it, you look at. Um, uh, there is a big push um, to, uh, well, if you look at mainstream uh, churches these days, uh, I think more and more pastors and, and, and congregations are, um, used to be, you know, you used to have to go to church and wear a tie and a suit coat and, and pretty dresses and so forth. And, and it's, 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 I think a lot of the, Churches that are being successful are the ones that are dressing down and being comfortable, and and being able to worship as you are, um, and that's the key. I think is you don't have to put on that uh, fake face these days, and um, and that smile that people can see through. And as long as you go to church and you want to go ahead and worship God in whatever way that you want, as long as it's truthful and, and forthright, you know, that's, that's where you find churches that are being successful and, and growing. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, I a lot of people, and I'm sure you guys say it all the time, man, I think uh, Jesus would have been, uh, you know, a great biker. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, he's just... Well, he, he surrounded just like, himself. Yeah, he surrounded with himself with, with, you know, 
all the outcasts and and the dirty people and the um, you know the people that uh, mainstream um, the you know non Q public you know look down on and you know unfortunately you know the uh, the public these days look at um, a lot of the motorcycle clubs that are out there and look down on them. And, and but it's it's really you know they put their pants on the same way as I do, uh, and uh, they they you know uh, they got their own lifestyle, and 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 some of us have grown up in that lifestyle and then grown out of it too. So um, you know we have to be accepting to you know anybody that is. Uh, is trying to live in this world uh, today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other thing, too, is um, many times our CMA chapters or many of the other Christian motorcycle um, clubs offer a alternative. And so many people, as they transition and they say that, you know what, I, I really need to know more, they actually come to a lot of the Bible studies that the Christian bikers have and get to... Um, uh, learn and explore what the Bible is really teaching before they actually transition to churches. Mm-hmm. So we've had people that uh, have done that in our chapter, and then we actually had our own baptism service where all the bikers show up. We went to Lake Michigan, and it was a beautiful thing. Right, right. Well, you know what? I have a ton of respect, uh, again, for the Christian stuff, and one of the reasons why I have a ton of respect for them is uh, Bikers for Christ. Now, uh, my old man uh, mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't the best guy, you know, big time drunk stuff like that. Uh, you know, I know as soon as we were, uh, you know, ten years old, we were getting the fist and stuff. But uh, he went on the change. <laughs> he went on the change himself, uh, and he became a member of Bikers for Christ. And uh, when he passed away, you know, I wasn't able to get down to the funeral and all that because uh, it was, you know, statewide. It was across a couple states and had some stuff going on, but. Bikers for Christ made sure that uh, they're the ones who buried them, did the service and stuff, and that really right there gained me a lot of respect, uh, especially you know from somebody like me, and you know it was just it was just awesome, you know. So, uh, yeah. but uh, what would you now? This is going to be interesting because I know my audience, uh, and here's the way I put it all the time. What do you say to people that, uh, well, there is no God or you got these atheists running around in the country? And what my, uh, you know, response to them is there's never really any atheists in it when you're on a deathbed. And I said, to, you know, you're probably your last words are to be, oh, my God, help me. Yeah, but that's exactly that's exactly it, Hollywood. You know, that, that the old saying used to be there's no uh, atheists in foxholes, you know, and. When uh, you know the bullets are flying, uh, you know everybody's going ahead and saying a prayer in some manner to uh, to a higher power to uh, for protection. Um, uh, but it, it's um, you know what you know. I guess the the easiest way to describe it is is yes, there may be some that don't believe, um, but you know when you can personally you know say that. You know what God has done in my life, um, and um, the the miracles that He performed in uh, in my life and my family's life, and and you can actually see it and touch it and taste it. You know, it is it's hard to say um, that you don't believe in it. And and a lot of people when they go 
you having that conversation and they they ask you well i don't or they ask you if you believe and they certainly i do and um and if they can't say or anything against you for you know your belief in what um what god has done in 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 your own life um that is i think is the the biggest key that um that uh, or argument that you can uh, uh, say to somebody that comes up to you with with a uh, negative attitude, I guess, about God. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you, you know, I, again, I met you at the St. Charles Swap Meet and all the major mm-hmm. players were there. How do you approach uh, somebody that you want to talk to about uh, CMA or uh, what you're trying to do? Well, it, it, it's it's kind of, um, you know, I guess it's just being there first uh, and and representing and and follow, following the normal uh, protocol, so to speak, um, of the introductions and and um, uh, it's it's you know when we get into the club atmosphere, it is. Um, you do have to follow that protocol and the, and show the respect that that um, that they have deserved. And I guess the key is the people that have come before us. Uh, you know, the the people from the '90s, like you, Hollywood, or you know, or you know, beforehand that were making inroads into the clubs. Um, you know, uh, at the early onset of CMA um, and a lot of these other. Uh, biker ministries, um, they've gone ahead and, and developed this rapport and this respect that um, we have for each other, and, which allows us the opportunity to uh, develop these relationships um, that are so important um, for bringing a little light into, um, uh, you know, the clubhouses. Um, and, and the key is, I guess... And one of the main things I wanted to talk to you about is making sure that your listeners uh, are aware that, you know, no matter what it is that they have a need for, um, you know, CMA or any of the biker ministries are there for you. Um, you know, uh, if there's a death or, or a, uh, a need for prayer or, or mostly is when somebody goes down on, the, on, you know, on their bike and is seriously injured. All they have to do is call, call you know somebody up, and and we'll have people um, at the uh, hospital, you know, as quick as possible to be there for you know the injured party and the family. Uh, that's the main thing we want to get out there is that they can depend on us to uh, be there if they need us, as our motto says. Rocking yeah, them. and also it's it's kind of neat because I was at the motor, uh, international motorcycle show. Somebody walked up. Instead of us approaching them, they came up to us and said, let me tell you what a CMA person did in my life. And they just went on and on and on about what happened. And then they also went into what CMA did for his friend. His friend went down on on the freeway, and CMA was pulled up and was with him the whole time. And so we often hear many stories of, um, like what Kurt mentioned, um, those that came before us and uh, the, the deeds that they've done to help um, uh, be a light and to be a friend and to be the person that can be a, um, be there to help. And so 
Um, many times we do have those people just approach us um, just because we're there. Rock on. Well, you know what? You know, when I was, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want anybody thinking that, hey, I was out there and I was doing this for you guys or doing that for you. Uh, the reason why I like CMA was it was because it was my kind. I felt a lot more comfortable around bikers again than I would going through a church. And I was going through, uh, you know, some difficult times back then. And they're right, CMA. A lot of the people were there. Uh, you know, I have a lot of friends that uh, I think are out of the Mississippi or out of uh, the Tennessee chapter, and they were really there when you needed them. But what do you guys think about uh, the explosion of the motorcycle ministries on the uh, club set? There is a lot more today than there used to be. Well, there, there's definitely more uh, Hollywood, uh, more men, biker ministries out, that are out there, and they continue to grow. Um, uh, and and I guess one of the neat things that has actually been happening for the last couple of years is that um, as as the biker clubs have the federation um, organization type of um, the design, yeah, the confederation um, of clubs, yeah, exactly um, the. Uh, there's a there's a beginning stage of uh, a unity uh, for Christian biker organizations that that is is growing um, quickly, um, and um, and we we have been meeting in the Midwest and bringing you know the uh, different ministries from around the country uh, to come together, and that is one of the biggest things too is that. You know, so many times, you know, you have mainstream churches that, you know, they believe in one thing and, you know, this church over here believes in something else. I think the main thing is that the motorcycle community can see the unity that we have with um, all these other ministries that are in your general area. Um, and, and we partner when we do bike blessings and we partner when, uh, when there's a need outside of, you know, maybe an area that we cover, we know we can go to another ministry and, and seek help for a problem. Um, so yes. It, it, and I think there is this, um, uh, acceptance, I guess, on, on, on the clubs, um, because uh, I think everybody, like you said, everybody um, has a belief there, um, and uh, and and I think they enjoy, you know, seeing uh, us as being partners um, and um, maybe representing um, uh, representing that relationship that uh, that is being developed worldwide. Right, right. Well, you know what? That's very true. Uh, and I w I'd like to let the audience know uh, there's been some very high-profile club members that actually turned to Christ. They went out on the ministry path. Yes. Uh, you had uh, one of the founders of the Mongols. He was hardcore gangster, and uh, he turned around. He went out and did his thing. And, you know, the club community really does look to the ministries, and I've seen a lot of that uh, out in the club scene, and that's uh, a testament to uh, how you guys are doing, because if you guys can reach them kind of guys, uh, you guys are doing a hell of a job. 
Hey, Motorcycle Madhouse listeners, want to share your opinions? Give me feedback or tell me what you're thinking? Send me a voice message! Voice messages are an easy way for you to send me audio that might end up in future episodes of Motorcycle Madhouse. They're the latest feature from Anchor, the platform I use to make this show. Here are some of the things I love to hear from you. Questions you might have for me. What you thought of the latest episode. What you think a subject you would like to hear in the future would be. Do your best impressions of me. I'll see all your messages and I might add them into a future episode. Anchor makes this super easy. You can send me a voice message right now from wherever you're listening. Just tap the link in my show notes. I can't wait to hear from you. Well, it is amazing. Uh, There was uh, doing prison ministry when they see uh, our bikes there wearing our leathers. Um, um, It's interesting because I had an experience where a a guy that came from a um, 1%er club uh, organization uh, came up to me and was very skeptical um, why I was there, and he was asking if I got paid to do come there and if they gave me anything to be there. I said, no, I came on my own dime. I rode my own bike. He said, this is a beautiful day. Why are you here? I said, because I want to let you know that God loves you and I love you. And so um, I ended up keeping uh, his inmate number, and I, I rode him, and uh, he was giving me a hard time when I was there in the prison. But uh, a few months later, uh, he accepted Christ, and um, he sends me a letter with him and his bike and said when he gets out, uh, he looks forward to riding with us, and um, it was so neat because he started going through all these books that he's been reading, and you can tell that his life has been totally transformed. And so um, it's wonderful when we have an opportunity to encourage people and not tear them down, but to show the love of Christ. Exactly. Right. Now, we're not going to sit there and judge anybody because, you know, we've all, we've, you know, we've walked that same road that, that a lot of our, you know, these motorcyclists that we bump into are walking. But we've been there and done that type of thing. So, and that's kind of, we're just, we're just heading down a different road in a different manner, you know, but we're all still one and the same. Mm. Now, uh, for those who would want to join CMA, how do they go about that? How do they get hooked up with a, a chapter? Uh, is there any uh, prospect time like some of the other MMs? Or, you know, how do you guys do it? it, it there's really, you know, there's, um, it's very easy. Um, CMA's got a website, uh, cmausa.org. Um, and they can, um, uh, there's a tab there that says find a chapter. Um, and within uh, find a chapter, uh, it's got all the different states, um, uh, you know, at least in the United States. Um, and uh, they pick out their state, pick out the, the, and then they go ahead and list out all the different communities that uh, are within that state, and they can find a chapter that is in their uh, vicinity, and uh, they can go ahead and contact. Um, uh, one of the representatives, or just, or just even just say, send me some more information, and they'll they'll kind of uh, direct that email to the right people, um, and 
there's no prospect time per se. Um, they basically just contact us, and then we go ahead and um, work with them and uh, and and start the process of of uh, introducing them to CMA and and the next thing you know, then they're riding along with us. So um, it's a uh, it's a pretty simple simple focus. Um, on the main key is that uh, they're a believer in Christ and um, and uh, and the rest is. Uh, the rest is just going out and having fun. Yeah, and one, one key part of that as well is um, for our chapter uh, in Palatine, I'm actually one of the trainers. And so there's a, um, on the uh, CMA website, there's a video training um, process that uh, with a manual and everything to talk about what CMA is about, what to expect when you're part of CMA, uh, the whole structure of um, leadership in CMA, and um, it's very well organized where if anybody is interested, even if they are skeptical if they want to join or not, they can go through that CMA training, which takes, we normally do it in one setting. It takes around six to seven hours when we stop for lunch, but go through the whole video, the booklet, and um, it's just a wealth of information. The other neat thing, too, is that they, um, in the training process, it goes through um, what to expect when you are ministering to other bikers. And that's how CMA has so much consistency across the uh, United States and around the world. It's because everybody's being taught the same thing. And the one key thing is that we're here if you need us and that we're not um, pushing, we're not Bible thumping, but we want to share the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. What what uh, events do your chapters got coming up that you participate in or you're throwing? Wow. Um, our May has been jam-packed. Uh, three things on Saturday and a couple on Sunday. Uh, pretty much every weekend um, at the beginning of the riding season uh, are full with bike blessings and and uh, volunteering. I mean, that's pretty much what we... Um, we are a servant-based um, ministry. Uh, we do volunteer. We... Um, uh, a lot of times, like at the swap meet, uh, Hollywood, we would go ahead and man the doors and volunteer our time to take tickets or um, help with registration. And or or a lot of times at uh, big events, we would help with parking. Um, Sturgis, you know, for those that have been in Sturgis, probably have seen us all the time. Um, where <clears throat> you know we work parking lots and uh, the camera towers and. Uh, uh, you go out to Devil's Tower and we park bikes there and give out water. Um, but uh, coming up, um, I guess probably the big uh, one of the big ones is the uh, Freedom Run, which goes out to Marseilles. Uh, we'll be volunteering out there um, where we sell dog tags and park motorcycles out there. That's that's coming up in June. Um, uh, then. Uh, that's uh, what. Port, uh, that's what June sixth and seventh, I think it is, or seventh or eighth. Uh, no, I, I, no, I think it's uh, actually the next weekend. Um, I don't have my calendar open, but um, but it's uh, yeah, it's coming up quick. Um, but it's uh, uh, and then down in Lockport is uh, uh, the Riches Yamaha's got a, a three day event for uh, demo rides, uh, and we'll be volunteering down there also. Mm. Um, and then uh, uh, Derek's got a big one coming up in uh, what is it August, Derek? 
Yeah, actually, uh, in June, we got the prison ministry event in Racine, right. uh, June 22nd. And then the, the one that I'm working with right now is um, the National Bikers Roundup. Uh, in actuality, they call it the Black Sturgeon because there's around 40 to 60,000 people that show, it, show up at this event. But the unique thing about it is at a different location every year. So I've been the key CMA contact for this event every year since um, uh, it's been about seven years. This is the seventh year now. And so um, one year was in Mississippi, one year was in Arkansas, the next year was in Oklahoma, and then last year it was here in Springfield, Illinois. Uh, so we're going back uh, this year in um, uh, end of July, beginning of August to um, um, Gulfport, uh, Mississippi. Um, I'm going to be meeting with uh, other CMA chapters. It's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the week before Sturgis, and um, we're going to have free water, free lemonade, um, free coffee in the morning, free donuts for those getting up early, and um, doing bike blessings as well. So. Um, and the neat thing about that is, is it's, a big, it's a big camping rally. And so a lot of people are in RVs, and so uh, we camp out and volunteer at the showers and hand out free lotion, free shampoo, free soap, and um, we just get a chance to meet a lot and uh, make a lot of friends and meet a lot of new people. Rock on, man. That is awesome. Uh, it really is. Now, do you have uh, regular church services that people can attend, or how does that work within the CMA? We don't really have uh, a church service uh, because pretty much everybody else is, um, you know, they, they have their own churches. Um but there are, you know, there is a, you know, there's really no biker church per se that, that is uh, located in the Chicago land area. But uh, I know, you know, there's one down in, uh, by Bourbonnais, there's a biker church down there. Um, there is one that's um, down in Shanahan. Um, we've actually just met them at Motorcycle Sunday uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, uh, but, uh, I mean, we do do, um, like at the International Bike Show, we do do a church service for all the vendors um, at uh, Rosemont. Uh, at the swap meet on that Sunday, um, when I think I met you, we did a bike, uh, a, a church, a small little church service uh, in the main uh, arena there. Um, but, um, you know, we, we go ahead and always, uh, when we develop those relationships like we talked about, and um, we finally begin to have that friendship with the promoters and or vendors and so forth. We, we go ahead and then uh, we ask if we can go ahead and do a church service or a prayer service or Bible study. And we've gone ahead and um, uh, been able to, you know, uh, have that, those opportunities. Mm-hmm. What would you say to uh, somebody that uh, is really a believer, but they are turned off uh, by how they are treated? How would you get them involved? I'm throwing some uh, training stuff at you guys. Some <laughs> <laughs> um, of believers that are uh, bikers. Yeah, believers that are bikers, but they're turned off because, say, again, they walk in their churches, they're looked down upon, and oh, it really yeah. makes them lose faith. Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have those type of people that show up at our chapter meetings, and they are overwhelmed with the amount of love that they get at our chapter meetings. Our chapter meetings are once a month, 
Um, and ours is the second um, Saturday of every month, and I think Kurt's is the first Saturday of every month in Aurora. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, when we meet with them on that uh, um, during the chapter meeting, some people just show up, and um, we get their name and contact information. Um, several of us, um, I tend to do a lot of uh, communication through Facebook and text messages and calling people, but I, we try to maintain that connection with uh, those people that do feel that they are turned off by the churches. And um, it's amazing because we've had people that had not gone to church in a long time, and after spending time with the CM, our CMA chapters, and um, there's so many events going on during the summer that they are instantly in fellowship with other believers. And they, when other believers um, are hanging around, they're sharing Scripture, they're encouraging one another, and then they, be, they begin to feel that longing that they've always missed, that they should have gotten at their church. Mm-hmm. And that's where the spark begins, where they are encouraged to spend time in the Bible. They're encouraged to um, be, spend more time in prayer. And then as we serve other people, they see how the Holy Spirit can use them to be a blessing to somebody. And so that's how it all begins. And so... As long as they show up to a CMA chapter meeting, that's the beginning, and then the friendships and the connections are the, the second phase that kicks in after that. Rock on. I think, Hollywood, I think, the, uh, I think one of the biggest things is um, that, you know, they need to uh, let the Spirit go ahead and, and direct them to a church that they can feel comfortable in and, and be spiritually fed. Um, the, the, the key is... Um, if you don't feel comfortable, then you're not going to, uh, with people that may be looking down on you or at you because of your length of hair or the, the clothes that you wear or the vehicle you drive or the tattoos on your arms, um, then maybe that's not the right church for you. But there are dozens and dozens of churches out there that, that we visit or, uh, in fact, we, we just had a uh, bike blessing this last Sunday where where uh, we actually rode our, our motorcycles down the aisles to the front of the stage, and we probably had 100 other bikers that were visiting, and they actually came to church with us, and we've had just numerous times where they just said, I feel comfortable there because because I feel accepted or, or you know, uh, I don't get looked down upon on the, the way that I'm dressed or whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about the state of the country right now? Do you feel like Christianity is actually uh, being attacked? Uh, well, it says in the Bible specifically, it's not if you're going to be attacked, it's, it's, it's when. Um, and, and it is, I mean, you know, internationally, you see it. Uh, consistently where where the churches are. Uh, they just had one just the other day uh, where a Catholic church was bombed. Um, uh, and it is, uh, the, you know, the faith is um, is being attacked. Um, and, and that is, that is the, um, uh, the darker side of this world that is um, purposely trying to affect people's beliefs. And, and, uh, uh, and uh, it is uh, maybe a sign of the end times, um, as uh, as they say in Revelation. So it 
it's definitely um, on the growth. Uh, there definitely is a um, uh, our churches and um, are, are being um, attacked and, and, and shot up, and, and um, it's, it's just the devil at work. Mm-hmm. Right now, um, well, more specifically, because uh, me, I'm really into the politics and stuff like that. How the one party, it's like. They'll go out of their way for uh, Islam and stuff, but when it comes to Christianity, it's hand off, hands off and stuff. You all, you also had uh, here in Illinois, I believe it was our uh, new butterball as a uh, governor. Uh, they're trying to pass a lot of those uh, late tor- term abortion laws as well as uh, what New York did. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um... For me, it's um, we have to stay focused as believers, and um, as Kurt mentioned, the end times are coming. I have a lot of friends um, um, on Facebook and friends at work, and they have different beliefs. Um, I have some Muslim friends, I have friends that are all a whole gamut, and so um, I try to stay away from some of the hot um, political points. Um, although I'm very conservative myself, but I try to um, make sure that um, the venom that I, that you see in society doesn't come from me, because the whole idea is that even though that we live in a, a dark world, um, as Kurt mentioned, um, we're supposed to be the light, mm-hmm. and if Jesus is living inside of us, then we want to be the light. So many times it's easy to get into squabbling matches, and then it becomes very unproductive, and and then we don't have an opportunity to have a voice to speak into their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an example, I've had some Muslim guys that have come up to me and said, "Eric, you're a little bit different," and, and and they know that some people fear them just because of their faith, and maybe they don't aren't radicalized or anything like that, but they just wanted somebody to talk to. I've been invited to go and speak at a. Um, at a, at a Muslim church, so they wanted to hear what other um, Christians had to say. So uh, I pray up, and I'm getting ready for that sometime this summer. And so I think as believers and as Christian bikers, we have so many people that we talk to from a, a gamut of, of, of faith and, and, and people that we have an opportunity to talk to that we have to keep the eye on the prize. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think? in the Bible text. What do you think is... Let, let me just say... All right, go ahead. If I could just, real, real quick. I mean, it does say that we're supposed to pray for our leaders, and that and, and be it left, right, or right down the, down the middle. Um, and, um, you know, it, there, there, is a, there is a side that is definitely um, um, far left, and there is a side that's far right. And um, uh, what, what is correct and what's not, um, we'll let everybody decide themselves. But, uh, you know, what our, you know, what we believe and what our Bible says is um, what we need to concentrate on, like Derek said. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, what do you think that is driving uh, something like that, though? You know, I just, you know, I want to dig a little deep into the conscience of uh, what's going on because uh, here in Illinois you know what we're all facing here it's like I cannot wait uh, I told my wife two years I'm out of here man I'm going to Florida <laughs> yeah <laughs> Illinois is getting oh, yeah. it's starting to stink here in Illinois uh, 
especially with all the taxes. But anyway, uh, what do you think is driving the country the way it is to accept a baby being born? And, well, you know, we'll talk it over with the mother if it should live or not. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it is. Um, I think it's. I think the politicians are are promoting a a, um, a theory of you know whatever people want to to make them happy, and, um, and so that they can go ahead and get reelected, um, no matter what it is, and it. it Unfortunately, um, that's what, at least that's my opinion on, on what I think is occurring. Um, uh, do I, do I think it's right? Um, you know, I, I, I don't think it is right, but, um, but then you, you look at several of the states, one right across the Mississippi river that has, has, uh, turned around a list, you know, and down South and, what was it, Alabama and Georgia and so forth. So, um, yes, there are a bunch of states that are leaning far left, and but there's a bunch of states that are leaning far right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, here's a, a fun thing, and I don't know if you guys uh, ever read it. I'm a big, avid reader. And one of the things that really hit me, and, you know, this is fiction. This is not reality-based. was the Left Behind series. I loved it. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. I just went through the book series just um, I don't know a couple months ago and and uh, on YouTube and uh, and and listened to it again all the way through. Um, I would say that it is biblically based um, and um, uh, maybe it's a little um, you know uh, designed for um, entertainment, mm-hmm. but it is biblical. Biblically based, um, and there's been a you know a movie um, not too long ago with the first part part, part of uh, part of uh, the Left Behind series. Um, oh, I, 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 I'm so disappointed in the movie section, man. The the series yeah. of the books, if they would have put it on Blockbuster, would I wish Mel Gibson would have did it? But go ahead. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Yep. But but there's a tremendous you know right now there there is a tremendous uh, focus that. Um, if you want to call it Hollywood, um, that is actually, you know, uh, providing Christian based movies, uh, to the public and they're being widely accepted. Um, and, um, uh, and I think there is a good opportunity for growth, uh, sort of like what we saw back in the early, uh, late fifties, early sixties with the Billy Graham, uh, explosion, uh, that occurred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. the other neat thing is um, there's a streaming ser- uh, service called PureClix, and so um, I was watching one of those um, type of movies that you were just talking about. It's called Revelation Road, and um, that, the same that, thing that, happened. Where that was an awesome movie. They were raptured. Didn't you like that one? Oh, that and, was um, that was awesome. Yeah, it had a biker in there, and it was just, uh, you know, a little bit more updated. But the way that they, it showed people that were uh, raptured, it was beautiful. And um, it was eye-opening for the people that observed it, because they said they got to see the expression of love um, on their faces before they were raptured. But it also gives people um, an opportunity to kind of think about 
what it would be like without uh, Christians in this world. So, you know, you were asking earlier about um, how we are attacked and, and all the different things that are going on. But once, um, after the rapture, once there's no more Christians, and um, there is a certain level of protection that, and benefit that people are getting because God has held off his wrath um, on this world, um, as uh, Kurt was mentioning in Revelation. So um, it's just um, it's kind of an entertaining thing to watch, and it's a good way to start a conversation with folks that have not read the Bible or don't know much about it. Um, just one funny thing is um, I was uh, helping our, our parking cars at our, our church, and it was uh, we had this uh, daylight savings time, and so some people showed up at church at the wrong time, and they said, where is everybody? And I was telling everybody they were raptured. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You know, you know, finishing up the interview, what do you think CMA offers uh, potential uh, members that others don't? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, one thing is, uh, just one, one point about that is that uh, we're the largest Christian motorcycle ministry in the world. And um, we've had a uh, CMA person from South Africa come and visit us. Wow. Johannesburg? That, that, that is, uh, but one of the big things is no matter where you are on your faith journey, um, if you're a brand-new Christian or if you were raised in a Christian home and went to Wheaton College uh, for you know and uh, seminary and uh, you've been a Christian all your life, no matter where you are on your faith journey, you're welcome at um, you know at our chapters um, because that's part of our responsibility. If, you know we have. Basically, our four parts that we um, uh, have for a successful chapter is is uh, our fellowship, evangelism, uh, prayer. But one of the biggest ones that um, that people uh, don't really look too close at is is discipleship, and and that is such an important part to be able to go ahead and and when we have the the young Christians or people that are maybe coming back to the faith or, or such, um, to be able to go ahead and nurture and, and build up um, uh, their their Christian walk so that it gets stronger and they can be, you know, their light is going to shine a little bit lighter uh, than it did before. Um, and that's that's the key, is that they go ahead and they can be a, a better better witness to to uh, the motorcycling community. Mm-hmm. Rock on. Well, in closing, uh, what uh, would sure. you like to you know put out there that we haven't talked about? Uh, what people might not know. Boy, um, the, the main thing is is don't be afraid to approach us and, and ask for help. Um, there's a lot of times that they 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 people are going to think that um, they're going to get like we said earlier, to get hit in the head with the Bible, and, and that's not the, our purpose. Our purpose is to to um, uh, be a friend when when in need, um, uh, and um, that's the main thing. Um, and when when things are so down and out in in, in their lives, 
that they they know that they can contact us and we will help them um, no matter where what how you know uh, their you know where, what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's the main thing is that uh, we try to keep um, CMA tries to keep it very simple. We try to be um, a, a light to the motorcycle community. We try to have fun doing it, and so um, many times uh, people know us and see us just because they've seen us at so many events and we're consistently there. So we try to be consistent, try to be there um, at um, many and most of the events and activities, and we want to make sure that uh, people know that we love them and that uh, God loves them as well. Rock on. That is Kurt and Derek, and uh, they can go to uh, what is the website again? www.cmausa.org. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you on the show. It was a great conversation. You got- Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. All right. I've never done a Facebook Live, but we're live right now at the Good Old Boys Clubhouse in Paducah, Kentucky, where we've got nine cops that have pulled over bikes for allegedly running a red light when they didn't run the red light we pulled through a parking lot into another parking lot but as you can see it takes nine cops one gray god <laughs> to write these tickets it for some shit that didn't even happen i do not understand this 14 years of law enforcement everybody knows it don't try to hide it this is why i'm glad i'm not in it no more you cannot make up law We got Paducah's finest, we got McCracken County's finest, and we got the state boy, and he's in control of lies. You cannot pull bikes over and write them tickets when you do not see them across. Now get this, it's 2019. This guy's driving a brand new state trooper charger, but he doesn't have a camera. He don't have a camera in his car that can prove that we didn't run the light. Now, how is it in 2019 that this cop does not have a body cam? He doesn't have a, a recorder in his car. He don't have anything. We turned left from Bri- onto a parking lot into another parking lot at a red light. Didn't go through the red light. Turned left into two parking lots, and this is what we've got. Tried to accuse us of fleeing and evading. All kinds of good stuff. Says he's going to tow bikes. So, but. Senior trooper, he said. Not just a trooper, senior trooper. So, thanks, y'all. Spread the word. It ain't against the law to ride a Harley. Hollywood. This is a budget biker up in Wisconsin. Wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, I was just pulled over for uh, wearing a black and white support shirt. Uh, just uh, snitches got stitches and uh, buffalo on the sleeves. Pulled me over for absolutely no reason. That was it. Couldn't even actually give me a reason once they did get me pulled over. Uh, fucked around with me for a little while. Called two other squads. Found out they couldn't really do shit and let me go. I uh, didn't have a chance to record it, but uh, just wanted to give you a heads up. I already uh, put it for through the MPP. I mean, this is total horseshit. I mean, I know the AOA is up here uh, in La Cro- or, uh, La Myra, but 
why in the hell are they just pulling us over for for no damn reason? Uh, keep up the good work, Hollywood. Uh, peace out.